I was talking to my mom about this today, and she said, quote, Oh my god, it's like OnlyFans. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Clown Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry, and in this 17th episode, we're trying out our new solo podcasting project called Matt's Monthlies. I'm going to talk about my recent trip to New York where I met some legends, Pino Palladino, Chris Dave, and Isaiah Sharkey. We're also going to chat about the new Charlie XCX 360 Brad account. What's happening with that? And some current projects we're working on here at Eights. Stick around. Have a ball. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. 17th episode. I can't believe we're here. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everyone that works in it, lives it, loves it, surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're someone that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, we're doing something different, folks. So, basically, throughout this podcasting process, I've had a lot of people reaching out to me and to Aits about, what, Matt, what does Matt think about all this? What, what, what does he have to say about all these topics? What's his experience? What's, what's going on here? What are we doing? And, you know, we thought about, you know, shining a light, maybe a monthly thing. We don't know yet um, about me just coming on here, talking about some, some music business stuff, some industry stuff, some cool things that are going on, what we're doing at eights, um, you know, some experiences that we're, we're, that we're living every day. Um, so I don't know. We're trying this out. Please let me know what you think. We're going to go after it. We're going to have a good time. This is what it is. We're going to have fun. Also throughout this podcasting process, obviously we've been busy with eights and everything. I've been getting a bunch of messages from people asking me about my recent trip to New York. And um, this picture that I've posted online on my private, or sorry, on my personal account, check that out if you want, at Matt Landry Drums on Instagram, of this picture was of me, Pino Palladino, Chris Dave, and Isaiah Sharkey. So I wanted to sort of shine a light on this because I've just been getting a lot of different questions. But before I even get into that, you got to know who these people are before I even go into this story. So. I mentioned Pino Palladino, Chris David, Isaiah Sharkey. Who are these guys? We don't know. I know. A lot of people do, but maybe you don't know. So Pino Palladino, one of the best bassists alive, and probably of all time. Definitely one of the most known session players currently today. He's played live on records with The Who, D'Angelo, John Mayer, John Mayer Trio, Nine Inch Nails, Gary Newman, Jeff Beck, and many, many more. He's got his own projects as well. Notes with Attachments with Blake Mills, out now. Please go check it out. Crazy record, great arrangements, great producing, great songs. That's Pino Palladino. He's the P-Bass wizard. So for those who don't know, that's Pino. Isaiah Sharkey, one of the most celebrated young guitarists in the game currently. With Pino, Chris, Chris Dave, and Roy Hargrove, he was an integral part of the core band that formed D'Angelo's Black Messiah album. Isaiah Sharkey has shared the stage and recorded with Paul Simon, Chris Martin, Patti LaBelle, Keith Urban, John Mayer, The Roots, D'Angelo, Robert Glasper, Chris Dave and the Drumheads, Brittany Howard, Miles Davis, and many more. He also has his own solo project as well, so please go and check that out right now. Well, not right now. Please, not right now. <laughs> Gotta listen to this podcast, but, but go check it out afterwards. Isaiah Sharkey's solo project is also nuts. And last but definitely not least, Chris Dave. He's your favorite drummer's favorite drummer. 
Questlove called him the most dangerous drummer alive. He's played live or is on records with Mint Condition, Robert Glasper, Michelle, and De Gayo Cello, D'Angelo, Adele, Justin Bieber, Anderson Pack, Kenny Garrett, and many, many more. His project, Chris Dave and the Drumheads, can be listened to on NPR's Tiny Desk platform or on YouTube or on any digital streaming platform anyway. So go check it out. That's Chris Dave and the Drumheads. So, basically, those three cats are getting together at the Blue Note uh, in New York, which is a famous jazz club. All this started about like three years ago. At the time, it was in in the pandemic, uh, late 2020. Chris Dave uh, put on his social media this this chance, basically, to access this masterclass with him, private masterclass. He was doing two sh- sessions with a, with each each session with a group of ten um, musicians. But to to get access to these classes, you had to audition. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm not really doing anything. It was the uh, around the holidays kind of thing it was happening just right after the holidays. Um, so during the during December, I was putting together this audition basically to access this masterclass. And um, I did it. At the time, I was doing uh, a series called The Daily Drum Clips on my uh, on my personal YouTube. Go check that out. So I basically put a compilation of those videos together and I sent them to Chris. Maybe a week later, I get this answer back saying, oh my gosh, hey, you got access to this masterclass. Well done. This is great. It's all great. A couple of days later, we had the masterclass. It was one of the most insightful uh, music education experience that I've ever had in my life. It was amazing. And uh, we sort of went our separate ways. They did like, a, they, they, they gave us a certificate. They gave us like videos afterwards uh, talking about, um, they gave us videos afterwards like show, demonstrating what he was talking about in the class. There was a lot of like reference videos from like uh, Tony Williams. There was a lot of like D'Angelo stuff. There was just even some videos of Chris doing stuff um, that are, actually available on YouTube, um, but he had like handpicked these videos for us to kind of go check out even more of his own stuff. Basically an extension of the masterclass. Now, throughout this process of the first masterclass, I was keeping in touch with management. I was, I was basically, you know, I was just keeping in touch with them. I was just like being like, hey, thank you so much. If ever there's another opportunity to do this again, please let, let me know. And th- later that, that next summer in 2021, they were like, hey, we're opening this up again. Chris wants to do a couple other master classes, but this time is private master classes. So I got the chance to do it again. I sent another audition. Uh, all went great. He wants to do it again. Let's do it. And um, all is great. We're having a good time during the master class. This is all good. Now, fast forward two years later, Chris is doing... Um, Chris announces a uh, a Blue Note performance of the trio, which is Chris Dave, Hino Paladino, and Isaiah Sharkey. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I got to go to New York to see this because some of my, three of my favorite uh, session players, instrumentalists at their own kind of instrument. I was like, okay, I got my friend Jeff. We were talking about Jeff Kingsbury, who's been on the podcast before. We were talking about, uh, okay, well, we got to go see them. Uh, we had plans a couple months earlier to go see them. Um, anyway, fast forward to uh, purchasing the tickets. We got the tickets. Um, and then I, I, I message the Chris Dave team. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to New York from Canada, from Toronto, to come check out your concert. 
Can I say what up to the gang, to Chris? Can we have a meeting beforehand? Can we chat it up? Can we chop it up? Can we do, can I say hello to Chris? Management gets back to me. They're like, yes. And at that time, I'm like, because I'm screaming. I'm like, I'm, I'm having a great time. You know, I'm crying. Uh, I'm, Cause I'm, I'm gonna be able to meet Chris and maybe, I don't know. I, at this time, I didn't know. Maybe some of the other guys, I don't know who's going to be there. Anyway, fast forward a couple months. This is like a couple months go by. I'm in New York now um, after this, at the Elio's Inferno tour. This only happened a couple weeks ago, but I'm, I'm at the Blue Note. I email them um, like, hey, I'm here, whatever. Everything's good. And uh, the door person actually didn't believe me that I was actually meeting some of them, meeting the management, meeting them backstage. And they needed uh, an email confirmation of, of my meeting with them. Uh, or or a call. Hey, can you call Chris's wife for her to come get you at the door? At the time, I didn't have any uh, any personal numbers, um, and they were playing their first set of the night because normally at the Blue Note there are two sets. So basically, I try to email her, and there's no response, of course, because they're playing their first set of the night. Anyway, it's all good. At a, at a certain moment, we get into the Blue Note eventually for the second set, uh, which is the event that I have tickets for. And uh, anyway, I look around. I don't. I haven't been there before, so I go upstairs, go to the washroom. But then I see her, uh, and I'm like, hey, I'm Matt. I'm the guy who's been emailing you. And she's like, oh, my God, this is great. And then I get, she's like, okay, let me bring you to Chris. So I go to, uh, I, I get to meet Chris. It's all great. We're all having a good time. Um, and yeah. It's, it's this amazing experience. We talk for a little bit, but he's in between sets, and I don't want to bother him too long. Um, so I talk more with his wife because he's he's resting. He's saying hello to his kid. So we're having a great time. Second set happens. I'm there. I'm crying. I'm tearing up. Another another Wilhelm scream uh, for you there. And um, it's a great show. One of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, I often ask, you know, some of these people, some of these guests that are on the, this podcast with me, I often ask them, hey, what is your favorite live experience that you've ever attended um, as a fan? And, and for me, this Blue Note performance was, uh, was, was definitely a highlight uh, performance, live experience that I've ever been to. Um, these, were, these are master musicians at the top of their craft um, playing music that they love and it's it was just really mind blowing just seeing their interaction between the three of them and when you're a trio of course you it, without a singer drums bass guitar you're interacting you're making eye contact you're communicating ver uh, non verbally musically uh, well actually sometimes verbally <laughs> in 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 their case but it was just an amazing experience to um, to sort of live live through that fast forward to after the show I'm hanging out with my friend Jeff his wife Rika. Um, Amazing couple. Shout out to them. Uh, and shout out to Puma as well. They're, they're, they're Pooch. They're Doggo. Um, but we're hanging out after. And I say, okay, I'm going to hang out. Because beforehand, Chris is like, please don't say, please don't leave without saying goodbye. So after the show, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up to the green room, say bye uh, to, to the friends. And I go up. I access the green room, and uh, who's, who else is at the door but Pino Palladino himself? And I shake his hand. I'm like, hello, my name's Matt. And he's like, hello, my name's Pino. And within his Welsh, <laughs> that wasn't a great accent, but in his Welsh accent, and he's a very tall man. Anyway, it was, it was, a great, it was great to meet him. Uh, great to meet Isaiah Sharkey as well. Um, 
<laughs> Chris's wife, um, she she's like facilitating these pictures that are being taken. Um, I introduced myself as Chris's student. It's all a great time. We're all having a ball. Um, and uh, at one point, one of the first in the first couple seconds of being in the green room, Chris turns to me and says, "Oh, hey, have you met uh, have you met my cousin, Kendrick?" I'm like, "Wait a second. What do you like? No, uh, no." And I shake this man's hand, and I don't know. I don't know who. I I don't know who this this Kendrick man is. And Chris's wife says, "Wait, wait, one second. You don't know who Kendrick Scott is?" And I was like, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa." So, for those who don't know, Kendrick Scott, another amazing drummer, composer, um, arranger. Um, but it happens to be Chris's cousin, and he was there that night, and I got to meet him as well, which is amazing. A great conversation. Great, great, great uh, human um, as well. But anyway, we take some pictures, um, and at that point, I'm I'm sort of I, I've had a couple drinks, um, so I take I take I, <laughs> I take a couple pictures um, with uh, Kendrick and Chris. But as I'm turning to take the picture, Pino and Sharky are sort of on the couch, and I say, "Hey guys, want to come in and <laughs> come come into this picture?" And for me to just do that was kind of just mind blowing because I would have never done that without any like uh, liquid luck, I guess. Uh, for the Harry Potter reference, uh, for the Harry Potter lovers uh, listening to this podcast. Anyway, I say, hey, Pino, Sharky, do you want you guys want to come up for the pick? And they were like, oh, my God, yes, we'd love to. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these heroes, these heroes of mine are, are coming up and saying hello, taking a pick. It's all great. After the pictures are taken, Kendrick, uh, Scott, and, uh, and Chris Dave, uh, return to their conversation about whatever they were talking about at the time. Sharky leaves the room because he's got to go attend to something else outside the room. And uh, so then there's just Pino and I. And we start chatting. He, start, he starts asking me, hey, um, what'd you like about the show? We exchange. And um, it, it, I'm, I'm still sort of like, I'm, I'm foggy about it, but I'm not foggy about it just because it was it's such a surreal moment for me. Um, meeting legends, meeting heroes. Um, meeting, meeting musicians that I've listened to and I've, um, I've watched on, on YouTube and live performances, uh, so many times in, in, in my life and in my, my young career, some of these people that I've looked up to my entire life. And, uh, it was, it was really an amazing moment. Um, there's one moment that I've told a couple people now in my very close circle, moment Pino and I are talking and um I ask him oh what do you got coming up next like you know I'm just creating conversation at this point and he says you know um I'm I'm really busy currently um but you know when it rains and po- when it rains it pours um and for me that was just that was just quite quite a moment because currently in my in my professional life um and just how it how it goes as a freelance, especially musicians, is that you know you can have some months of drought, some months of you you don't necessarily have anything to do. Okay, you're in between jobs, you're in between contracts, and um, just Pino saying that Pino Palladino, one of the best and most um, wanted bass players in the world, also has those moments. Is what I took from what he was saying that he was busy currently, but when it rains, it pours. As in, he has those off off months, those off weeks, and um, basically, it was an amazing experience. 
And I'll never forget it. And I just want to say thank you to uh, Chris Dave, his family, Natalie, his wife, the management team, Pino Paldino, Isaiah Sharkey, Hendrick Scott, um, Blue Note. And uh, thank you for facilitating that evening for all of us. Um, I'll never, I'll, I'll really never, uh, never forget it. Now, I got a little soppy there at the end of that little, uh, little Blue Note evening, but Basically, I wanted to, I have in my notes here that I want to basically talk about three things I learned that evening is to try to make a good impression. That's number one, you know, try to make a good impression on your people. And this is not necessarily only that evening. Um, Try to make a a professional impression, uh, even in your emails. Oh my gosh. One of the biggest tips for me in the music industry, professionally, um, in the business is uh is to learn is to learn how to communicate effectively via uh, via phone, but also via email, via text message, um, and being professional in all in all communication. I think that's like really key. Um, try to make a good impression. You know, shake hands, look in, look into people's eyes, make conversation, be interesting, do all that. And I know it's easier said than done, uh, but it's something I want to highlight there. Follow up with your people as well. You know. That good impression that at first doesn't necessarily guarantee a uh, a second a second meeting a second connection with these people and follow up with your friends as well because so many people in the industry become friends quickly and uh, it's 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 really easy to 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 not send them a text every every couple months being like hey how are you doing whatever um, and this is not only like professional tips these are just also interpersonal peer to peer tips because. That's how I feel most like most of the industry is like that now. You want to be you want to make friends, you want to be a nice person. Um because that's how these friendships turn into professional relationships as well. The third tip, do your research. Now, I got the opportunity to meet these people because um I was doing my research. Did this research on Chris Dave. I've been knowing about him for years, 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 and years. Um, following him on socials, you know, being like, you know, creating conversations with him during the master class. Hey, you did this with this person. Hey, wh- what, what, what's it, what's it like with playing with Derek Hodge on this one uh, Robert Glasper live experiment uh, video? Basically, what I'm saying is that do your research and um, be informed when you're in th- these rooms, these circles these even these messages these messages maybe these dms with these people that you're um you you look up to um i think it's it's super super important be respectful um is not one that i had in my notes um well actually the fourth one and i actually originally had it uh, as my first tip is um don't be an asshole this is number 1 this is always number 1 uh i was in a meeting last night as well with uh Marianne Matichuk, very, for those who know, you know, but uh, was the mayor of Sudbury, Ontario, where I'm originally from, from 2010 to 2014. One of the tips during dinner uh, that we had last night in Toronto, which is a whole other thing. It was basically a company that I work for. We're one of her clients. Uh, she's one of our clients right now with this other organization that she works for. But anyway. She was saying, don't be an asshole, which is number one. And I that's always been one of my also number one tips. And I think that's what I'm getting at with all these tips that are going around right now is to just not 
is just to not be a, a, an asshole. Yes. I think it's really important because anything can <laughs> anything can get you and the word passes around so quickly. Word of mouth is everything now, especially in the music industry. And it's so important to keep your connections. Don't burn that bridge. That's the biggest thing. Well, one of the biggest things. I know I've been saying that a lot, but it's 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 a really, really big thing currently. And uh, I can't say enough about it. Please don't be an asshole. Be that person in that room that are facil- is facilitating conversations, facilitating happiness, and uh, being a good hang. For to me, that's really important. So that's a little bit of the story for the for the New York uh, Blue Note situation. Chris Dave, Pino Palladino, Isaiah Sharkey. It's not all of it, but uh, I felt like that's what I could sort of share about the story. Thank you for listening to that. Um, there might be more to follow. Stay tuned. Stay up to date. Uh, we'll let you know. And we're back. I wanted to chat quickly about what's going on at Eights currently. Just a little update for y'all. Maybe a little, uh, you know, appetizer and amuse bush on what's happening in the next couple months. Uh, for me, I got a, a, a couple Pleasure Craft shows. For those who don't know, Pleasure Craft, great project from Toronto. Uh, Sam Lewis, amazing songwriter, amazing uh, artist, producer. Um, we got June 3rd at the Cameron House. And we also... Not announced yet, but for those listening to the podcast, we got a festival in Northern Ontario, a camping festival, uh, going on this summer with them as well. Um, not announced yet, but for those uh, listening to the podcast, we got a little teaser for you there. Uh, we also got a. We're also working with we, as in Nate Day and I, my business partner at Eights. We're also working with this band called Beau Nectar, a French band um, from Canada. Um, they live in multiple locations. Uh, Canada, uh, Bonecta. We're doing a bunch of Canadian dates this summer. We're going to the Yukon. Crazy. Never thought I'd be going there. We're doing Saskatchewan. We're doing uh, BC. We got um, Montreal. We got Ottawa in there at some points. Um, so please follow along. Bonecta, great French group produced by uh, Olivier Fairfield, a, men- uh, a name that we've mentioned so many times on this podcast before. Please go check out that group. Um, it's a new group formed by uh, Franco-Ontarian artist Marie-Claude and an uh, artist from Saskatchewan, Amy. So please go check them out. Amazing project, amazing band. Can't wait to get on the road with them. Uh, Eights is uh, producing the show. We're tour managing and uh, we're playing live as well. So uh, stoked for that. We also got a friend of the podcast. We're doing a bunch of live shows with him. Akeem O. Killen right now. Um, Akeem, we're doing some projects, some some uh, some performances uh, in Toronto and Ottawa this summer, uh, June twenty first uh, in Toronto and July first in Ottawa. Big day, along with Wax Vinyl and Drums, which is a, a, a the drums and vinyl project uh, of me and Akeem. We're also we're doing a Akeem O slash Wax Vinyl and Drums slash Caligula. Uh, drag uh queen night in ottawa so please go check that out we got also we got some shows with allegra jordan a great uh up-and-coming a uh, pop artist from toronto um got some local shows with her basically what we're trying to do with matt's monthly is uh do a little news kind of cycle with what's going on what we've got going on um uh, you know a little update for you on uh some projects uh, some fun things going on and what you can do also this summer. 
if you want to get more involved with eights and the community that's going on here. Um, some people that, you know, are very active in the scene, uh, but that we're not necessarily doing anything currently with, but we still love them, of course. Um, Matice the fourth. I just wanted to highlight some singles and some music that you can go listen to right now for these artists. Matice the fourth. Uh, go check out his latest single. That's coming out soon. Pretty Paranoia on May 19th. Go pre-save it now um, at this point. At when the podcast is going to be um, put out, uh, it'll be prime time a couple days before this release. May 19th, go pre-save Pretty Paranoia by Matthias the Fourth. Now, Katie Tupper, one of the favorites of Eights. I love this artist. She's great. Uh, go check out her latest singles. She said, comfort, woman, no. Such a great little connection, collection of songs uh, that you can go listen to now uh, if you enjoy R&B, neo-soul, soul. Great production. Shout out Connor Seidel on that production. Crazy. The musicians that are on there are great. Robbie Custer. Got Justice Durr on there as well. Got so many great musicians. Please go check out Katie Tupper. Very excited to see what's happening with her right now. Um, what's happening with her next? She's killing right now. She's in uh, Europe. Well, no. In the UK, I'm sorry about that. And we're back. It's the 17th episode of the Cloud Machine Podcast. It's a Matt's Monthly today. It's a solo podcast. We're having a good time. We're chatting. I'm chatting. And uh, I hope you like this uh, format of the podcast. I just want to talk about briefly, briefly about some music uh, topics, music business, music industry topics that are sort of, that I'm thinking about right now. And here's the thing. I know I've had a lot of uh, some guests on recently, and we've been talking a lot about AI. It's sort of not it's not scaring me, but I'm getting very existential about uh, about music currently because you know you got these Drake songs, you got these Biggie songs that are coming out, um, all these like new sort of wave of AI music coming out, and uh, it's sort of wild. It's got me thinking about how I'm consuming music, how, how I'm creating music, what the possibilities are, um, where are we going to be in a couple weeks, honestly. It's so, it's, uh, I was talking to my friend Olivier Dubreuil, shout out Olivier Dubreuil, I don't know if you're listening, but love you, buddy. I was talking to him, and he was talking to me about this term called runaway tech. Runaway tech is basically technology that is running faster than the government um, and uh, and that's what AI is doing right now. We don't have the policies. We don't. We do, we can't regulate AI at the pace that it's coming out. And um, it's sort of it's it just it's just sort of scary. I know we've had Spotify and other DSPs talking about how they won't publish any AI made music. But now, how do we even um, you know regulate that? I was talking to my friends Andrew Fields, who was on the podcast last week. And Julian Laferriere out at Trinity Bellwoods Park. Shout out Trinity Bellwoods and uh, municipality keeps it together. There you go. A weird, a weird shout out for you, y'all, uh, this evening. Um, but I was talking with Andrew and Julian about this. And Julian, great uh, shout out, Julian, great po- playback engineer out of LA. He was saying, you know, the creation of music now is going to be so. Um, we're not gonna. We're we're not gonna know what what's authentic or not. People can put in, you know, hey, write me a verse 
write me a verse on on this uh, on this one track that I got and uh, ChatGPT or whatever platform you're using for 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 your uh, for your AI now is uh, would spew out some verse lyrics and you could put it in uh, your ver- your your song and uh, who owns that I don't know um, but we're thinking about it and um, it just started it just made me think about. Uh, where we're going in the creation process. Now, two or three weeks ago, I had my friend, well, and my friend, business partner, co-creator of Eights, Nathan Day on here. And uh, one question was was asked um, about how relevant the live industry is going to be forward with AI. Now, I don't think that AI will necessarily um, be a negative addition to the live industry. I think if anything, it will uh, better the experience for 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 the for the for the casual standard consumer of of live music, live events, um, and honestly, make people crave authentic experiences. I guess is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. So I think we're gonna be, you know, as consumers, as musicians, as creators, we're gonna be looking at a return to love for live music. Uh, I believe with all this going on and uh it's just really exciting and this this sort of goes towards um what i was saying about the chris dave pino paladino isaiah sharky at the blue note it was such a great live authentic experience that night at the blue note also gave me um drive to make good music again (laughs) not that i've not been making good music but real authentic unique music and i've found myself in uh, in this sort of like whirlwind of 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 creation creative process recently, where I've been playing for a lot of different people, but I haven't necessarily outputted my own creative sort of um, output, uh, like songs or uh, live performances that I have thought to be my own. Um, so that night at the Blue Note with Chris Dave, Pino Paladino, Isaiah Sharkey really gave me the. Um, the drive to maybe potentially create some more um, some more unique live um, music. And um, I'm just really looking forward to it. Now you may be thinking, where is eights among, where does eights lie throughout all this, throughout this, this AI talk, throughout this live music talk. And basically what we want to do is facilitate more live music. Uh, we believe that a lot of artists are now thinking mostly about what's going on in socials going on in the music world uh, music consumption world what's going on in dsps digital streaming platforms and we just really want to get back to live music live events summer's around the corner and uh, we just really believe it to be the answer to a lot of the ai stuff that's going on um quite quite honestly um and we want to help you facilitate that live music so please reach out to eights reach out to us if you have any live music questions um live production needs anything going forward please reach out to the podcast as well uh we're there for you and um yeah let's make some good music without or maybe with ai we're back and to wrap it up on this matt's monthly uh cloud machine episode hope you're enjoying it so far, by the way, um, is this new thing that's going on here. Little um, yes. Charlie XCX thing that's going on. 
I don't know. If, if, so to me, she's the first artist that's doing this. Please let me know if this is not the first artist that you've seen or you've encountered that's currently doing this model or this promotion kind of campaign thing that's going on. But let me explain this to you first. Charlie XCX, the queen of hyperpop, is doing this thing currently. And she's made this second Instagram account called at 360 underscore brat. Now, I don't know if this is like this new era of Charlie, probably because she's sort of starting to promote her new album. But at 360 underscore brat is her new account that um, is a private account. But every, maybe every week, maybe twice a week, she unlocks the account, 360 Brat, for X amount of minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then locks the account back up into a private account. So meaning that in those 10 to 15 minutes, Instagram users can go and follow that account and be a part of that community, basically. So basically what she's doing is is that with this other private account, she's, she's allowing fans to access this content that's not basically available on her public multi-million follower account, Charlie XCX. Now, I was talking to my mom about this today, and she said, quote, oh my God, it's like OnlyFans. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> you know, I'm... <laughs> Not too sure about that one, but still, I think she has a great point in the sense that a lot of artists are now basically creating these very exclusive experiences and very exclusive products for these fans that are more and more and more attached to their brand and their experiences. And I know that it's not necessarily a VIP experience that she's offering, but it's very, it's, it's she's, ex, she's offering this exclusive content, basically giving content to these fans that are putting their st- putting her story notifications on and going to follow this three at 360 underscore brat account um, in this 10 minute window until she locks it back up. So she's offering these exclusive stories, these these exclusive messages, this, these exclusive promotions, these exclusive merch products to an audience that's already following her. And that only wants more and more content. She can post whatever she wants, merch drops, information on her new album, whatever. And uh, it's sort of blowing my mind. Some people in the comments on her on her like public profile were like, please, can somebody explain to me this 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 business model? Can 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 I can somebody teach me what this this basically this model is like? And I was like, okay, well, maybe I might talk about this on this Matt's monthlies thing. I'm basically realizing that there's 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 more and more VIP and exclusive and unique things that are going on in the music industry. And this happened uh, years ago as well. This, this was happening years ago in a different way. Now, people used to, and people still do, buy like um, these different sort of tickets to festivals. Now, they have like, okay, you have like the standard ticket or this gold ticket or platinum ticket or diamond ticket or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they basically gain access to these um, experiences or more merch prize or whatever, whatever, whatever for, for this amount of money. But basically that amount of money is going to that artist, creating extra value for the artist with minimal effort. You also see it in a lot of concerts that are going on. People are paying five, six, seven, eight, 
maybe even maybe thousand dollars um, to be a VIP exp- uh, to v- to be a VIP at these concerts. Basically, what that means sometimes is you get to uh, be there for the sound check, uh, where you can see the artist early, or you can get barricade at this concert, or you get this special merch um, bag that only costs the artist maybe ten dollars to make, but that they value at three hundred extra dollars um, for your GA ticket, and you can get this merch um, bag that's only exclusive to people who buy this VIP ticket experience for three hundred extra dollars. Now, I think this is very interesting because we're moving towards a towards a um, an industry that's creating more divide between socioeconomic groups. Um, and I think it's I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's the right way to do it, um, but it's happening. And um, with this 360 Brad thing that's going on with Charlie, it's not the same thing, but it's basically promoting her new project on this idea of ex- exclusivity and people wanting to be following 360 uh, Brad. And um, I think it's just really, really interesting to, to just thinking, thinking about where the, the, the industry is going with that type of promotion and what she's doing and what management's doing, what, what the label's doing with that sort of idea. And of course, with Charlie, she has the lock it, unlock it, lock it, unlock it song or whatever. And it works well because she posts to her, to her public story, unlocked, meaning brat, the 360 Brad page is, is is unlocked for for 10 minutes and at the beginning of today she had 24,000 uh, followers on that page and then she unlocked the account and less than 10 minutes later there was 12,000 more people that followed that page and then she locked it again it's genius it really is genius and i can't really get i can't really get around it. like i I just don't know where it came from, and it's genius. I think a lot of more people are going to be are going to be doing that. I don't know in what way, but all I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm going to say is that exclusivity now in the music industry is valued. Um, it's creating socioeconomic divide, but it's being valued at an extremely high ticket price, and um, I think it's here to stay. People are paying, or artists are paying more than like a generous portion of their tour on VIP uh, exclusive things such as early doors, sound check access, specialized merch, etc. Um, so yeah, they're paying their tours on basically these VIP experiences that they're marking up extremely high. But these diehard fans that have been following them on social media and have never had a human the human contact experience with them are paying these insane prices, not insane, but these just these very high prices um, for this, um, for these experiences or these or these specialized products or whatever. Exclusivity is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. I think it's very interesting to talk about. Please think about this. Um, think about what it can do to this industry. Please think about, honestly, Think about how you can use utilize it in your um, business, in your artist career, in your rollout that's coming out. I'm gonna leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening. It's been Matt's monthlies. Uh, this very new idea that we got here at Eights. Um, I think I'm gonna be doing it 
if this works, if you like it, maybe once a month, um, maybe once every couple months. We'll see how it goes. Um, please leave your comments. Say that this was bad. Let me know how it is. Um, I think I've had a great time. I like it. Um, it gets it gets <laughs> gets me to share my feelings and, and my my thoughts uh, on in the world as well. Um, but please stay connected. Please share it with your friends. Um, we're all we're all about sharing here. All about network. All about community. And just uh, pulling the curtain back on on what's going on in the industry currently. Um, so anyway, love you guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, stay safe, and um, I'll see you next week. 